paying and receiving, you know, it, it can be something that you look at and that is evidence of everything working right in the world when it comes to your money. So right. it really is, you can tell these different stories of like, okay, I'm really in a place of distrust with money or with these different tools or with myself even and my ability right. to manage my money versus being in a place of deep trust and knowing that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we are aware of and it's all coming back to us. It's all working for us. I really can't think of anything more important than waking up to your true self. I mean, once you do that, every single thing in your life changes. It's like a whole new world opens up. I used to look at my life and think, there has got to be more. There is, and this is it. I'm Paige, and this is Spiritual Twenties. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Spiritual Twenties. My name is Paige, and today we sat down for part two with Chrissy D. Chrissy D is an intuitive business coach, and last time we discussed how we can spiritually approach our business and our work in the world, and there are two topics that we knew we had to come back for a part two on because we did not get to really finding and honing in on your unique purpose and what that means, and then, of course, money. Chrissy and I talk about the energetics behind money, how you can identify what hidden beliefs you have that are probably running the show and determining whether you're existing in a lack mentality or this abundance mentality, and of course, how when you find yourself in this lack mentality, because I believe that all of us do in one way or another, how do we shift out of that where we can see money as the tool that it really is? We talked about how we quote-unquote find our purpose, how we can get stuck in thinking that there's only a few options for our purpose and our work in the world and the career that we think we're supposed to have, and of course that's not true. So we talked about how you can open yourself up to all of the possibilities that you didn't even know were possible. I love this episode because I believe that we learn through stories and through real experience and exposure. And so Chrissy and I shared a lot of personal examples of the ways we've been caught in lack mentality, what we do to move out of it, and even how we both have dealt with debt. Again, Chrissy D is an intuitive business coach. She spends her days teaching mission-driven spiritual entrepreneurs who have big hearts and big dreams how to get rich in their soul, their purpose, and their bank account because we truly do get to have it all. Chrissy offers one-on-one -on -one mentorship program for spiritual entrepreneurs. She also offers mastermind programs. And of course, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, or whether you consider yourself a light worker or not, I highly recommend everybody connect with Chrissy on Instagram. I mentioned this from the end of the episode, but one thing that I really love and appreciate about Chrissy is that we share this value of self-discernment and alignment with your true soul's purpose 
process and your unfolding. So instead of telling you what to do and kind of giving all of this advice that might work for some people and might work for other people, Chrissy focuses on guiding you to what your unique purpose is and how that should look for you. Like I said, there is a lot of gold in this episode, a lot of personal examples, a lot of ways that Chrissy and I have worked through all things and the subject of purpose and money, and I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Please, as always, reach out to me on Instagram at page.oxley. I would love to see how this episode lands with you. Without further ado, here is episode 50 with Chrissy D on Spiritually Approaching Business. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. Welcome back. Part two. Yes, I'm so happy we're doing this. (laughs) Me too. After at the end of the last episode, we were like, wow, we just could have really opened up a can of worms and gone for another hour there. So I'm so. Oh, it's so true. We could have kept going for a while. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So. We just jumped jumped on this call and I was like, oh, what have you been up to? And tell us what you did this weekend, because I think it's the perfect jumping in point to one of the main topics, obviously, when spiritually approaching our business and our work in the world is money, right? Like our work in the world, our careers is how we make money. We all need money to live, to support ourselves. And it's a big, big topic because it often derails so many of us, but there is a way, of course, to, you know, see money as an energetic and to see it as an asset and a tool and not this thing that, you know, has this grip on our lives that so many of us, myself included, grew up with that kind of mindset. So I felt like this this story and what you shared about what you were just up to is the perfect diving in point to talk about money. Yes, thank you. And It's so true. Like everything you just said about how money really is like a neutral tool for our use and our expression in the world. And of course, like to create the means by which we live, but it does, it does come with so much baggage in just the collective of humanity. I think everybody has a story where they were worried about money or it just was causing some anxiety and causing some, you know, pain or discomfort in their lives. And that, of course, you know, we have to let ourselves go through that and walk through that process and the emotions that attach to money and our use of money. But there are other ways to look at it. And there are other actions we can take in line with this divine sense of having money and using money. So, of course, this story is that this past weekend, I was in San Diego. I had rented, it was through Airbnb, but I had rented this beautiful, beautiful oceanfront condo in San Diego, right on Sunset Cliffs. Mm. And I spent two days there and this, just think my intention in booking this trip was for it to be just a really relaxing, present, also like just high vibe, quote unquote work trip. Cause my work like never feels like work, but I just wanted to be in the energy of being near the ocean and Um, and just being in luxury and just being in that sense of this is my next level lifestyle. And I remember going back a couple of months back in December, I had had this download, so to speak, of 
Chrissy, you need to get a taste of this next level lifestyle that you're intending for your business. Mm. So I'm somebody who just loves, loves, loves to travel and loves to be in new energies, loves to visit new places, see new things. And for me, it's really important once I have this abundance of overflow in my business, not just paying my bills and getting by, but, but this level of overflow where I could spend a month, for example, in a new place, Mm -hmm. book a place and just spend a month there and create and be present and maybe run, um, run some programs, things like that. And just be there. That is a big intention for my next level of service and success is to be able to go on trips like this. Right. And so I had the instant download of like, you need to get a taste of that. So book like a night or two at a place that is really luxurious and abundant and it feels stretchy for you, but you're also placing yourself in this environment and in this energy and in this reality of this is available to you. Right. And so, you know, that kind of was a spiritual slap in the face in the best way of like, you need to do this. And so it really was an inspired action for me to then just let things flow I didn't know exactly when or how it was going to happen, but I just naturally started looking at Airbnbs and I found this perfect place. And, you know, I had a little bit of that, like, for those of you who, you know, have test anxiety or those of you who were in college and for virtual tests, like the anxiety you get before, like hitting the submit test button. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely had that of like hitting the, the book button, but as soon as I did it, I just felt this rush of like, oh, I just felt so light and it felt like it truly was the right thing to do, even though it was stretchy. So I did that. um, I actually booked that trip in January and it was incredible and it was amazing. Everything that I had been hoping for. And then I decided I got this intuitive hit again a couple of weeks ago to go back to that place and visit again. So that's what I did. And like I said, it was such a beautiful trip. And, um, you know, I just highly recommend doing this where, you know, maybe you have this idea to do something expansive and it may be pretty scary, but sometimes you really have to just dive in. And there's a lot more that we can talk about this, but um, that was my inspired action. And I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah, I love that so much because what it what it prompted me to say was it's this idea that so many people who, you know, start on the on the path to and start taking in and consuming the information of law of attraction and manifestation. There's a lot of great information out there, but there's also there can be a lot of confusing and conflicting and not so great information out there. And so I mean, something that you and I always, always come back to, and obviously in this show, I always come back to is self-discernment, and it's about taking your aligned action. But all that is to say that when you said that story, I loved it because it's we so often hear people say, kind of spend money like you have it, and it implies this kind of like big step. Like reckless almost. Right. We don't want people taking reckless action. We're not saying, you know, drain your bank account and move into that luxury condo that you can't afford. We're not saying to do something that's going to put you in a seriously uncomfortable or, 
you know, quote unquote, bad situation. We're not saying do anything crazy, but I absolutely also am a huge fan of doing things. Like we said, for me, sometimes I'll do, I'll go shopping and I'll just get like a new nice article of clothing. Like I'll spend a hundred to $150 on something that's going to make me feel really good in my skin and especially put me in the mood that I want to be in. So for Chrissy, the key here is we're not saying just like do something random and just go get something luxurious just for, you know, fuck's sake, sake like just for whatever, (laughs) like we're saying that a lot of times it can be hard to get yourself in the feeling tone of where you want to be when you're looking around and you're like, well, Paige, like, that's not what I have. Like, I can't trick myself. I've had a lot of people say that. And I felt that at times, but that's where we're saying, do something that's going to put you in that state so that you have an actual real memory of what it feels like. So, you know, if I want to feel free, which is, you know, a big thing that I'm always cultivating, it's a big part of my work and my mission. And so that feeling of freedom is something that I get from going to the beach as well. Right. So I'm yep. where I make, I use my resources of time. I use my resources of money to make sure that I can be at the beach. And so I can wear free, like free flowing clothing. <laughs> right? So I'll get, uh, you know, flowy pants that are going to make me feel free. And like the woman that I am in my higher self. And so that's that kind of aligned action. And what it comes down to is this trusting energy with money. And so I'd yes. love to speak on that. Speak, speak to us about the energy of money. Yeah. So it definitely is a choice of how you perceive money. Right. And like I said, you're never wrong for how you feel about these things because it just is what it is, how you feel, but you can make choices to shift where you do feel lighter and you feel more abundant when it comes to this topic of money and you feel more free when it comes to this because we can choose to be um, controlled by money and let like money run the show or we can choose to, again, take our power back and have money be this, this tool that we use. And when it comes to trust, uh, it really is something that is a practice and it likely won't happen overnight. If you were in a place where you really don't trust money, maybe you grew up in a household where, and I'll give a little example of, you know, my dear grandfather and rest in peace. I loved him to pieces, but he grew up where he was like a penny pincher and he was saving everything. And, um, you know, when it came to having the lights on certain hours of the day and he actually would drive all the way up to New York city from New Jersey to cash in aluminum cans that he'd collected. Like he was that kind of person. I think you can, you know, get a sense of who he was in terms of money. And so that's what my, my family really grew up around. That's what we soaked in, in terms of our beliefs around money and that, you know, it's something to save and never really that safe to spend. And so it's important to kind of be aware of the money stories that you grew up with because they really are an important part of the overall picture. And once we're aware of those beliefs and those stories that we hold around money, that is our power to begin shifting if it's something that we don't want to hold on to anymore. And so 
if you are in a place of distrust around money, that can look like a lot of things right. that can look like, you know, saving and being really afraid to spend or to invest or to take quote unquote risks when it comes to the, the money that you have. Like I said, it can look a lot of different ways, but moving into more trust with money and I'll give, you know, I'll share through another example of mine. I currently have about six figures in student loan debt. And if you're from the U.S., those of you who are listening, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I went to college out of state for engineering and I used to dread, I used to dread paying my student loans every month. It felt so heavy. It felt like the entire world was on my shoulders whenever Mm -hmm. I looked at my bank account and saw those incredible numbers. Right. And I decided one day, like, I didn't want to feel that way about it anymore. I wanted to cultivate more trust that when I pay my student loans and I, um, you know, I, when money goes out to trust that it would always come back in and even like taking that to the next level that it comes back in times five times 10 times whatever. And so now I can confidently say that when it comes to my student loans, I actually really enjoy paying them because it is a manifestation of that divine cycle Mm -hmm. of giving and receiving, paying and receiving, you know, it, it can be something that you look at And that is evidence of everything working right in the world when it comes to your money. So it really is, you can tell these different stories of like, okay, I'm really in a place of distrust with money or with these different tools or with myself, even my ability to manage my money versus being in a place of deep trust and knowing that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we are aware of. And it's all coming back to us. It's all working for us. Right. Yeah. I love that. There was so much gold in there. And I would love to kind of come back to how and just punchline how important it is to just know about these stories that we grew up in and these stories that we're holding. And I think that a way to do that, which you touched on, is just looking at how you, I think, how you talk about money, especially. I've done Mm -hmm. so much work around the subject of money. (laughs) I cannot begin to tell you, but even still, especially I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is nothing more powerful to your subconscious than the sound of your own voice. So you are walking around saying that's expensive. I just, as you were talking, (laughs) I'm getting chills now because as you were talking, (laughs) I'm literally learning something right now that I think lately I have been saying that's expensive or no, or That's what I've been saying out loud. So even if I'm over here doing my work, journaling, meditating, you know, getting myself in the field of abundance, if I see something and I say that's expensive and that's always how I talk about money and being around other people who are saying that's expensive, that's too much, especially too much, right? Like this idea Mm -hmm. that you can't have that or it shouldn't be that much. These kinds of conversations, especially when they're out loud, are so huge. And I would really, really encourage people to first do that for where you are right now. And then also going back, I remember the first time I did this, just for a lot of people, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Who grew up hearing that one all the time? And (laughs) definitely for me, I had a lot of money stories in my family. There was a lot of lack mindset I grew up in and remembering the things that my mom especially would say to me about money. And it was always something like there's not enough or, you know, we don't, we can't get that 
something to do with lack and that money is a problem and there's never enough of it. And so you look at that and you say, okay, how did my parents or caregivers, siblings, people I grew up with, how did they talk about money? How do I talk about money now? How do the people around me talk about money? And even if maybe you've been listening to some abundance meditations, maybe you've been starting to do this work and all of that is so great and so beautiful. If you are noticing that what you speak out loud and what you grew up hearing is that's too much, that's, you know, we can't have that, it's too expensive, money is a problem, money doesn't grow on trees, odds are you probably have some limiting beliefs in that area. And that's really empowering to know that because once you know it, then you can do something about it. We can work to yes, it, which is kind of, I think, what you are moving through. And so for so many people grew up with some kind of a, a money story. So how do we start shifting it? Yeah. Well, I also, I want to circle back and I love that you said that you specifically started talking about, especially this phrase of that's expensive Yes, because it really is such a game changer when you realize the power of that, when you're saying it and what it really means. And I specifically remember last February, my husband and I went to San Diego just to to have like a nice romantic trip. It was um, for Valentine's Day. And we were walking around, um, we were walking around somewhere in San Diego and there were these beautiful houses. And I remember my husband was like, must be nice. (laughs) Yes, must be nice. Oh my God. I say must be nice all the time. It's so bad. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. And that is an example of like, that, that really, when you dig in and, and ask yourself what's underneath that statement, yeah. you really can discover so much of like, that means that I can't have it. That means maybe that people who have money or people that are wealthier are bad in some mm-hmm. way at, or are, you know, taking from us right. by having the wealth that they have. There's just so much you can discover to what even just in on any topic when asking yourself what's beneath this statement or what's beneath this belief. And, um, you know, that's expensive is literally just a perspective because there are tons of people in this world that look at a really beautiful home and say, I want that. I'm going to have that. And not that it's far away or that it's unavailable to them. And, you know, we can really start taking our perspective and how we think about the world, how we perceive the world, how we perceive what's available to us. And we can shift it into a completely different paradigm where we may not have the wealth physically in our bank account yet, but our mindset is there. And that's going to start creating that physical manifestation of what you're desiring. And so I just love that you specifically said that because that's something that I love talking about when we realize we say something like that's expensive or even Another example is coming across, for example, a yoga class, and maybe it's like $20 a class and thinking to yourself, oh, wow, like that's expensive. You are actually like you're subconsciously devaluing someone else's spiritual work. Mm. And maybe if you were to take that class, you would be like, oh my gosh, that was worth every penny. Right. And so it really is just a matter of being aware of your thoughts and how to move through them into something that feels better and more empowering. Right. But I also forget the question that you, you left me on. 
because I wanted to address that whole tangent of that's expensive. That was really important. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, no, thank you. I almost forgot it, but I, it actually just came back, which was this, <laughs> and uh, where I was going to go anyways, honestly, which is the shifting it. And it's so true that part of the first way to shift it is to notice what you're saying and stop saying it. <laughs> like there is, mm-hmm. you know, let's not make things more complicated than they need to be. You and I are both about simplifying and, you know, breaking things down for people. And it's like, if you're someone who's walking around this earth saying that's expensive or I can't have that, we're not saying do something reckless and all of a sudden go spend a hundred thousand dollars. We're saying (laughs) start by stop saying that and then ask, how can you start to move into that feeling? So if that feeling in this context is abundance, like what would it feel like to, or how about just to not worry about money? What would it feel like to feel free of this attachment and this grip that we have with money. And that's where what we started this episode by talking about how you took this trip this weekend. That's what we're talking about of, and for me getting an expensive sweater, that's going to make me feel beautiful, right? Like that's what we're talking about as far as getting into the feeling of that thing. That's why it doesn't work to spin around 10 times and say, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, right? That's like that. You actually have to change something in you, right? I always say you can't expect to see change in the external world if you don't change anything in your internal world. So this energetic dance that we play with money and starting to develop a tiny bit of a trust muscle with money Mm, love that these small steps these small little actions of maybe you wouldn't have gone to the $20 yoga class or maybe like I recently here's another weird thing I'll do that's so simple and (laughs) makes me feel good there's a drink at Starbucks that I like that I used to get and you know how Starbucks can be you add one thing or change (laughs) one thing and all of a sudden it's like eight dollars you know I don't need this a $6 drink every day. I think realistically it's like close to $7. It's a, in case anyone's wondering, it's a (laughs) dirty chai. And I think I've been getting almond milk. So basically it's a chai tea latte and I'll do that with almond milk and then a shot of espresso. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah. It's really, really good. But anyway, it's like, I would feel like, especially right. Coming from my programming, I would feel I can't spend $7 on a drink at Starbucks every day, right? Like I have that. And that's not true, by the way. It's just a story. So I have a story that I can't spend $7 at Starbucks every day. So for me, taking that action and doing this dance with the universe to move out of that lack mindset and into this abundant mindset is me saying, you know what? I'm going to go get a $7 drink from Starbucks today. And I'm going to watch and notice that it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel happy and rich and free and it doesn't and I'm also going to notice that that's not you know the sky didn't fall because I did that and that's flexing the (laughs) chest muscle right so like spending and trusting and for me just to kind of like close out that point I have invested so much money in myself in the past year like we're talking thousands a month and I yes. did not have thousands a month, thousands of dollars a month to invest at all. Same. It was the first <laughs> time in my life that I really, I had a little bit of student loans before, but I was lucky in that I've had, you know, scholarships and financial aid and everything. And I 
never really had that much debt because I always needed to make sure because I came from this family and this mindset that money was a problem. It was my duty to myself to make sure that money was never a problem for me. So that I was always working, always grinding, doing the pushing thing. And so this past year, I've talked about before, I think a little bit that my biggest lesson was going into debt, honestly, because I didn't realize how much of a hold money had on my life until I didn't have it anymore. And until I had to go through this experience of going into debt. But it's so interesting because for me, the programs and the things that I invested in as far as coaching and being in community and tribe and all of the things that make me able to be hosting this podcast, talking to you and being a coach (laughs) and, and doing exactly what I want to do for my work in the world. I never, ever thought this is too expensive. I always had uh, that. I really believed that that kind of investment was worth it. And I still now, and now I'm getting a master's. And so now I've got those big numbers. And, (laughs) but I feel really similar in that because it was this flexing of this trust muscle that now I enjoy, it doesn't bother me that I have that debt because I know that it's gonna, I know I'm gonna pay it back. And I know that as much goes out, we'll come back in and practicing again with trusting that it'll come back in tenfold. And so that was, it was very scary for me to the very first one I did was my first business coach who was over a thousand dollars a month. And so that investment was so scary at a time where I had no income and didn't know what, I didn't know that that was going to be something that I was going to be able to pay back or whatever. And so doing that was, it felt like a push, but it felt right. It was a growth edge. And so that was, you know, just, just speaking to, it's not always a $7 Starbucks. There are (laughs) things, and then you kind of work up to the bigger things. And it is this dance of just like, we've been talking about balance and trusting. And looking back on that experience, I'm sure you would say like, I'm so glad that I invested in that. Like every time, every time. And I think something that's important for the listeners to really hear and to start really bringing yourself back to when you discover that you're worrying about money. And I love that we have parked our topic on money Mm -hmm. for a while because it is something that is so prevalent in the collective, but we need to remember that your, your money isn't going into a black hole when you spend it, when you invest it, there is something, something that you are receiving in return. And I think a lot of the time we don't necessarily bring our attention or our awareness to that. We develop this stickiness and this discomfort with spending and investing money because we think, well, it's just going out into a black hole. Yeah. And even the perspective of your $7 Starbucks right. drink, you are receiving all of this energy of like, I deserve this. Right. This is delicious. I can savor this. And it peps you up for the day. So was that worth $7? Hell yeah, it was. (laughs) Right. So that's something that is really important to come back to is like, what are you receiving as you spend this, as you invest this? Because it's not just going out into the void and you don't have anything in return for it. Uh, Thank you so much for saying that because in this, in the context of this conversation of how do we shift out of the lack and into the abundance, actually 
something that I don't know that I've ever noted before, but one of the biggest things that's helped me with that is that making, understanding where it's going and choosing more carefully about where you're buying things from. And even like now I'm going to like shooting myself in the foot because I've just mentioned (laughs) Starbucks, but Starbucks actually isn't like it doesn't feel as much of a higher vibration thing to me. Like that was a an example of something I do rarely, but like I feel really good shopping local and I feel really yes. good buying things that are fair trade. And even in the times that I've been the tightest, tightest possible with money and had so much debt, right? And felt that energy, I will always do, you know, tip somebody, right? So like go to the store, like I go to the local coffee shop and I give them a tip and I go to Trader Joe's and I buy the fair trade coffee. And that feels honest to God, like very uplifting to me. That my energy and raises my vibration and I'll go and search for something in life before I buy it on Amazon. Like when I know, and you can see, if you go to a local shop, you can see that energetic exchange, I think is what I'm trying to get to. So with the example of a yoga class, like I want this teacher to continue to do what she's doing because I'm happy and I can see that she's living her truth and she's doing, you know, what she's supposed to be doing and she does it so beautifully. And I want to continue to lift that energy throughout the collective. And so that feels good to spend that money or, you know, what a lot of people in our space will call that energetic exchange feels good. Yes. And something too, is that like, we're all just living life, trading resources every single day. We're just trading resources. There's that energy exchange and something that I think, especially for entrepreneurs too, is helpful to come back to and to remember is that we are all co-creating. And when it comes to people investing in our work, again, they're not just throwing their money into a black hole. They're receiving the services that are really going to take them to that next level in, in a broad sense in terms of maybe you're not a business coach. Maybe you are a spiritual awakening coach where you're supporting people through one of the hardest, stretchiest, most uncomfortable times in their lives. And can you put a price on feeling better through that process, right? right? right. It's like you offering your services and them offering that exchange to support you in your work. Again, for for an example, that is such a beautiful divine process and everybody is benefiting and life and the collective and just humanity in general, it's not a zero sum game. Like everybody can win when we come at it from this perspective. 100%. And part of, again, the core main mission of what I do and why the show exists is because I really want to empower people to do what they specifically and uniquely are here to do, right? What breaks my heart is that we live in a society and a culture that really pushes us to conform when we're not (laughs) meant to. Like we really are all meant to have our own unique roles. And what you were just saying made me think of that because it ties this whole conversation of spiritually approaching our business and our work in the world is that while you might've grown up with all of this, you know, discussion around what certain job titles are acceptable and what certain job titles aren't, your soul doesn't care about whatever the hell your your community and your society learned. Your soul has 
things that it already is fully amazingly prepared to do in this life. And what Chrissy and I both really want to empower people to do is to find their lane, right? To be forging their path and their thing, because that speaks to this, that's this greater understanding that we're talking about with money and with all the energetics of this that, so Chrissy, right? So you work with light workers. I'm yes. a light worker. Chrissy is, <laughs> was made to support me and my business, right? And I was made to support her in this way of sharing her message on my podcast. Like these are yes. the different things that people were born to play different roles in your life. And so as we come into our own alignment and as we take these bold steps to do what we are specifically and uniquely here to do, then it kind of becomes so much more clear that it really isn't a competition because everyone yeah. is so uniquely suited to do what the only they can do in the world. It's like there's a um, Ralph Waldo Emerson is one of my like greatest favorite influences. And he talks Aww. about how when you are on your path, like if you're a ship in the water, there are no, once you find your path that's uniquely yours and no one else's, there's no obstacles on that path. It's like you could have rough, rough seas, oops, rough seas everywhere else. <laughs> and on your specific course, there are no obstacles. Just the whole universe is open and abundant and you will never, you know, anything is possible when you're on your path. Yeah, it's like the universe is conspiring to to make it easy for you to follow that path. Right. And I do I do think that people sometimes become intimidated by that even though they know it to be like yeah. a soul truth because they think like, "Oh gosh, there's one purpose for me and if I don't if it doesn't become super clear to me, like I'm doing life wrong and and I just want to encourage people because I do believe in everything that you said that we really come here to walk a certain path. And sometimes the way we grow up or the people that we're around, we find ourselves really lost in that sense of like, what really is my true path? But I think too, sometimes it's meant to evolve and we're meant to walk the path um, knowing that there's different magnitudes of our purpose and our purpose will look different in different phases and chapters of our lives. But as long as you're following what truly feels good to you and what truly feels like this is what I came here to do in every single moment, you can't go wrong. I'll give another little example, bringing it back to the, the money topic. So you heard a little bit about my grandpa's uh, philosophy around money. My mom, who is his daughter, really took a different approach of like, you know, just for me growing up, my sister and I never felt like there was anything missing. Like we would do camping trips and things just felt very easy and abundant. And if there was any struggle in terms of money, we didn't know about it. So my mom really took a different approach when it came to spending money and knowing that there was a benefit to it. Right. But one of the things that I learned again, for, as an example from my mom was that the only way to really be financially secure and to, um, hold a certain lifestyle is to have a paycheck and to be employed. Right. And so for me, as I started to really step away from 
employment as my way to earn money and to build a lifestyle. Um, and as I really became more drawn to entrepreneurship as like, this is something that it feels like I came here to support people with their businesses, light workers, and being an entrepreneur, I really had to start stripping away and unlearning those beliefs and those philosophies about money that I learned from my mom and my parents, right? So it really does take courage and trust and bravery to step out of a paradigm that you spent so much time in, right? Growing up, that's most of your time if you're younger, especially. And when you start really surrounding yourselves with more people who are trending towards entrepreneurship and building their businesses and just exposing yourself to different philosophies in the world, that's when it becomes a little bit more clear of like, again, wrapping it back to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to discernment, having these different ideas and, and seeing different people doing different things in the world and discerning, okay, what really feels right for me in this moment or for this next chapter of my life and being brave enough to follow that inspiration. I love all that so much. And thank you for sharing it. I, I definitely also had that, that story about getting a paycheck and the benefits, <laughs> right? Like you need to have health insurance mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, right. Thank you, especially for saying that it's not, you know, what we're uniquely here to do in the world doesn't look like you're browsing through a list of job descriptions and one of them's going to jump off the page and that's you and that's the vision, right? So, Such a perfect example. Yeah, like think, because I definitely found myself there where it's like, there's one specific thing that I'm here to do. And so my job is to find it. That is not, not, not what we're doing, <laughs> not what we're suggesting. It's exactly what we've talked about, which is following your own following your bliss and doing what feels right and that is the vision of your life and that's why I always like to come back to the feelings right like I don't know what it specifically it is that's going to get me there how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen but I know I want to feel this way and mm-hmm. so then I do things that put me in that feeling that's what we're talking about. I think really when it's again, coming back to that story of why you went to San Diego this weekend, it's putting yourself in that feeling. You don't know, maybe you'll never live in San Diego, right? Maybe you'll never live (laughs) on an ocean, right? Like we don't know what's going to happen as far as like where you're going to end up. Maybe you'll end up in Australia. I mean, but it's that feeling tone being there puts you in a certain feeling and that's something that's achievable anywhere. Right. And that's why it's my favorite thing in the world to talk about because you don't need to you know randomly stumble upon a winning lottery ticket to get there a feeling is available whenever and i'll just say yes. really quickly how you can know that is i bet right now if you want i kind of don't want to lead through the whole exercise because it's it's depressing but <laughs> we could go through this exercise where you think, how easily could you think about something that makes you sad? Oh yeah. Easily. Right. Yep. Like I like, I could easily think about something that could put me in a really sad mood. <laughs> like you could do it. We exactly. Do and how easily could you, for me, something that I do is look at an old video or an old picture of a place of a trip that was so great and how instantly would that would perk you up. So you know that you can create a feeling anytime, anywhere. I could create a feeling of frustration right now 
or I could create a feeling of bliss and freedom and gratitude right now. So it's such a great point. It's knowing that that's the dance that we're, that we're playing. And in this context of, of business and money, it's, it's the same thing. It's with anything in life, but of course our mission and our career and our work in the world is just such a big topic. And, and I think maybe that brings me to what one of the other things that we got on last time we talked was about purpose and vision, right? And that it's not, it's not the job description. It's not that you have a vision of yourself as a doctor. And so, you know, okay, I'm just going to be a doctor. It's your being you and you have never been done before. So how, Oh, I love that. How would you guide people to really coming to understand in the most kind of like juicy, the abundant way how we can get this direction for their purpose like what is my vision and what is my yes what's my why yeah and first of all I want to piggyback quickly on what we were just talking about by saying that again you're not doing anything wrong but I do believe that it is somewhat of a red flag when it comes to living a really fulfilling purposeful, meaningful, joyful life. I think it's a red flag when you're noticing that you're just kind of sailing by in life. Yeah. And there's actually not a whole lot of emotional swing one way or the other where, you know, you get up, you brush your teeth, you pack your lunch for work, you go to work right. and maybe it's fine and you like your job. It's okay. And then you get home, spend some time with the family, watch some TV, go to bed, rinse, repeat. Right. right? And I really do believe it is so, it's so much, we can really start to live lives that feel richer and more vibrant. And like I said, more purposeful and meaningful when we do take action. And when we do find ourselves doing practices that give us those emotions and it won't always be, I feel incredible. I feel fulfilled. I'm so happy. This is awesome. You also see the, uh, yeah, you also see the other side of that coin where it's like, oh gosh, this is so like, um, frustrating, or this is so stretchy. I'm so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. right now. And maybe I took a step forward and I didn't see what I expected to see. And now I'm second guessing myself and questioning myself. And that's not a bad thing. That is a part of the process. Again, it's two sides of the same coin. So if you're noticing that during your life, you're, you're kind of just um, going through the motions, right? And not really experiencing those um, off-center emotions of like highs and lows. Right. And of course, I think there is a time where we can come to a balance and it feels like things are just really, really... Um, you know, fulfilling. And, and I, I really do believe that there are seasons of highs of getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. and trying things and being brave, but also times when we can sit back and relax and enjoy what we've created. Definitely. So I, I'm not saying we should be uncomfortable all the time, but I do think it is important to recognize when we are experiencing life, just going through the motions. Does that make sense? 100%. It's that kind of autopilot thing. And, and sure there are going to be times, seasons where that where we get into one of that. But I think that maybe what what came up for me as you were saying that, and I love it so much because I'm always pushing people to get out of the autopilot, but it's being here for it, right? Like 
we, we get a life and it's the most amazing gift that we can ever have. And let's be here for it. And so, yes. you know, when you get into, I think that the red flag would be if you feel like you're just, you know, you've blinked and all this time has gone by and not much, you know, you don't feel like jazzed up or you don't feel invigorated by life. And exactly what you said, I think that probably the primary emotions that I felt in the past, like maybe two years are number one, I think discomfort and two, yes. <laughs> and two freedom. And it's one of those things where, you know, we know that the high vibration feeling are more like they, they carry so much greater. So it's not like I feel like most of the last few years have been bad, right? Quote unquote, bad. right. But definitely the top two feelings that I feel are discomfort. And I want to just punchline that because that's, I think, a big obstacle that people face in doing this work. And okay, so they've listened to these, our podcasts and they're like, okay, I want to start, you know, living in this purposeful way. I want to start shifting my mindset. I want to start doing what I'm here to do. And then they come upon all the discomfort and they're like, well, shit, this doesn't feel right. (laughs) And it doesn't feel, and then again, we come back to self-discernment. We come back to the dance of, right, okay, it doesn't feel right because it's uncomfortable or it doesn't feel right because it's, because it's not not for you. you. Right. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. And coming back to what you said before about like, what can you do to find that purpose or or follow that vision that you have for like, what do I want my life to look like? I think it's so important to, like we were just saying, you know, take the actions and get a little bit uncomfortable, try new things, be the experimenter in your life. And maybe for example, you have, um, like a job where you're a bank teller or something. I don't know why that's what came to mind, but maybe you're a bank teller and it's okay. You know, you, you again are just kind of coasting through it and it doesn't really light you up, but it's not also like the worst thing in the world to you. But maybe you really, really have discovered that you love party planning again, for example. And so maybe it's not accessible to you, or maybe it would be way too much of a leap, leap, which makes sense. Maybe it'd be way too much of a leap to quit your bank telling job and just start your own business as a party planner. But which, like I said, totally understandable, but that, that may be really too uncomfortable, but maybe start like offering to help people with their parties. And maybe it'll look a little bit different when the world looks a little bit different. But again, just using this example of offering to people, like, let me help you out. And then maybe the word gets around and like, again, it's taking these actions towards what really feels fun and exciting to you. And maybe there's elements of it where you're like, oh, well, I've never hired a DJ before. Like, that's kind of scary to think about doing that, but I have to push myself because that's a part of the process. And so following, taking these little actions and following what feels good, pretty soon you're going to look back and realize like, wow, I have all of these clients who are clamoring to have me, um, you know, organize their parties or whatever it may be. And this feels so fun Maybe you find out that on a certain day you look back and you're like, actually, my income from this random party planning, you know, uh, business that I've created, maybe now that kind of takes over for what I'm making at the bank and you can actually let that go. And now you're an entrepreneur and it may take some time, but you'll look back at all of those little steps that you took 
towards that inspiration. And that shows you your path that you walked, right. that you maybe came here to really help people with that. And this is part of your light that you're bringing to the world. Absolutely. 100%. I believe it's all about that. And you know, I believe that our absolute greatest, greatest resource is not money at all, but time. And so that's what I really would encourage people to start really reprioritizing that, that time is absolutely my greatest resource. And that therefore, how am I using my time? And can I start allocating my time to doing those things that I love? And the unique alchemy of the different things that you love is going to be what what happens. I love how you described it, that it really is kind of like that, where it's not that one day you stumble upon, you know, some job description and you're like, oh my God, you know, heaven rains down and you're like, this is me. Maybe that will happen and maybe that'd be great. But I think that it really is more of that process of continuously choosing to do things that you love and choosing to put yourself in the way of what lights you up. And then you kind of look back and you're like, wow, I actually really love my life right now. And this is the vision. Like I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. And that's the vision that we're talking about. That's that feeling of purpose. And then you're more, you know, I love that this term blissipline that is (laughs) by Michael Bernard Beckwith. And it's so discipline, right? disciple is like to love like discipline the root of that word is love like doing following something that you love so having discipline really is not so much you know sitting down and forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do and more of being so in love with whatever the outcome is or whatever the feeling is that you're going for that you become, you develop this self-discipline, which eventually becomes blissipline when you realize that it's so good to do that thing that's going to put you in that way. Again, it's this dance of, of action and allowing, but I love that idea of, of discipline and being that it's, you know, like meditating. Like I don't always feel like meditating, but I have the discipline to do it because I love the outcome. I love the feeling yes. so much. And I know what it does for me. And I'm in love with that. Like what the, that it's bringing me closer to my higher self. I feel connected. And I love those feelings so much that even when I don't feel like sitting down and meditating, I have the discipline to do it. Yeah. And we really do. I love what you said about discipline and the root of that word. I actually didn't know that, but it makes so much sense. And we really do live life through our emotions. And so if you're finding yourself as you listen to this, really inspired, but getting caught up in the like, well, how do I create a life that I really love and that I feel inspired by and that stretches me and that um, is intentional and purposeful? It's really helpful to not think about like what you'll be doing. For example, if you don't have any, any idea but it's so helpful to think about how you want to feel. And even if that stumps you a little bit of like, well, how do I want to feel? If if you're not really conditioned to be driven by that um, motivator, think about how you don't want to feel. So if you don't want to feel um, anxious or you don't want to feel like life is just passing you by and that maybe you feel really apathetic about what you're doing. And um, so either one way or the other, ask yourself, like, how do I want to feel 
in a life that feels inspiring and fulfilling. Or you can ask yourself, what do I want to move away from? And as you have that in mind and you know that there's actions to take towards one or the other, towards the inspiration or away from the discomfort, you will start to have that how, the quote unquote how, um, fall into place. And it's just about sticking to the journey and continue to walk that path and committing to it, you know, committing to what you want for yourself and your lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. And it's, and it, again, so that we don't get so stuck in the how, and so we don't get so stuck in the what's it going to look like. It's trusting, by the way, you can always change your mind. You're always growing, yes. you're always evolving. And thing that's always going to change. So that's why I love how you said, you know, back a little while ago about that it's not just the one job description. It's not just the one thing that you're going to find and then suddenly realize that that's the thing that you're chasing. You're just for your entire life. Right. <laughs> like you're just continuing to move towards what you love and what lights you up and that could change dramatically over time. So trusting that, you know, in that process like you're going to be so if you're I hate to say if you're doing it right, but in the <laughs> trust me when I say, right? Like if you're doing it yep. right, quote unquote you're going to be surprised with what happens. You're going, there is going to be magic unfolding in your life. And so if you have the whole plan, oh my God, I have a quote coming to me that I don't know that I'll remember specifically, but I think it's Joseph Campbell. And it's like, if you see the path unfolded in front of you, it's not your path. (laughs) And it's like, it's so great. It's so perfect because (laughs) that's exactly what it is. There's not, it's not like you can see the vision and the vision is you as a doctor and you're performing surgery and that like, that's, it's more about, we want to encourage you to be more entering that feeling and always be chasing that feeling. So today that feeling, I'm getting that feeling from doing yoga at the beach tomorrow. I might get that feeling by writing the next day. I might get that feeling by painting. And so I just keep again, looking at my resources, what is my number one resource time? So let me look at all the things in my day. Maybe I was going to watch an episode of something today, but I know that what I'm really feeling called to lately is painting. I just got a bunch of paint by numbers things. Did I tell you that? Did you? I got a bunch of paint by numbers things. And So instead of watching TV at night, I'm going to do the paint by numbers. And also that's checking another box of, I want to have been wanting to be better about my evening routine, right? How many of us are on our phones and watching TV right before bed, which really Fs with your sleep cycle. So (laughs) instead of having all these blue lights on me at night and watching TV and taking in all this programming right before I'm about to go into, you know, sleep, rest and restore mode, I'm going to paint instead. And that's something that feels like it's lighting me up, right? So it's, taking these different actions and looking at your resources of time and trusting that as long as you're doing what lights you up, that's the thing. That's the goal. That's the you that you're wanting to become. Yeah. And um, this may be a little bit triggering, but I actually think it's important. It's important to talk about things that may be triggering to people because that's what helps to stretch you. But I think for most cases, it's not that you don't have time to explore 
what really lights you up or what your passions are. It's not that you don't have that resource. It's a matter of prioritizing that because we don't always realize how much time we spend on our phones or watching Netflix or texting or scrolling through social media. And of course, like we all have been there where we kind of get caught up in our devices, for, for example, and it's again, not necessarily wrong to, you know, binge a Netflix series or whatever, but if you have these broader intentions to do something different with your life, you have to take different actions and realize what resources you really do have at your fingertips. And so I love your example of, I I used to spend a lot of time on my phone before bed. And so I decided I'm going to create a little bit of a different night routine of where it looks different. And now I'm going to be painting and actually highlighting and illuminating my creativity and my expression, my solar plexus right right before I go to bed. And maybe I wake up in the morning feeling really differently than if I were to watch like a true crime drama or something before going to bed. So I love that you said that. And um, I think for people hearing like you actually do have the time, but it's how you're spending it that can be so triggering. It can feel so confronting and uncomfortable, but if you really decide to detach yourself from feeling, um, from feeling like somebody's calling you out (laughs) and to, to really look at the truth of the situation, you can decide for yourself how you can spend your time differently so that you can feel different and so that your life starts looking differently. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love it. And it's something that I say a lot. I have time is a mantra that I would like every single person listening to just start. Time is, again, I'm going to keep saying it so that it's embedded in your brain, our one number one greatest resource. And you have it. You really do have it. And it's this coming back to the jumping off point that we ended our last episode with was this you know, we get so stuck in the strategy and we get so frustrated because we want it and we want it now, right? Like I want all these clients now. I want all this money now. And so that's when I know I just have to breathe into, I have time, I have time. And I'd love to share, I wasn't expecting to share it, but it just feels kind of vulnerable. One of those. Yes, do it. (laughs) Like this has been one of the biggest decisions that I've made in the past year. And the way that I've proven to myself, as I'm saying it now, it's becoming clear that I've proven to myself and shifted that time is the number one resource instead of money was I would always be thinking about, there are plenty of things that I could do to make money. I know that there are, you know, things in my former career, there are side jobs that I could take on. I know that I have options and I've thought about it, you know, when you have that bill coming up and I'm like, Ooh, should I, you know, get a side job? Should I just do a little sum sum to make some extra money? And I wanted to do that because the part of me that was stuck in that lack and didn't like seeing the debt in the bank. Right. So every time I was making enough to get by, but not enough to, you know, be paying down debts or anything. Right. So anytime I came to that question, I would think it through and I would feel into it. And every time I remembered that I would rather spend my time doing all of the things that are lighting me up. And that has meant living at home for the past year, 
which was again, another huge challenge for me because it's not something I ever anticipated myself doing. I like got out of Dodge when I was 18. And so living (laughs) at home was not something I anticipated myself doing, but in the context of this conversation, I just felt called to share that because that is how I really reprogrammed how I look at my resources and how I look at, you know, just outlook on abundance and that I feel rich because I have the whole day to do whatever the fuck I want. And that makes me feel more rich than having money in the bank, right? Like I spent the morning at the beach today. I'll spend the morning at the beach tomorrow, right? Like that's (laughs) that kind of lifestyle makes me feel like the person that I'm here to be. And so that meant, you know, having all this time meant that there was a period of my life that, you know, I'm moving out of now, but that I had to make that decision to be, you know, to sit with that discomfort of not just going and bartending so that I could see and have the safety of having money in the bank and instead focusing on cultivating what actually lights me up and what I really want to be doing and trusting, hello again, trust, that (laughs) if I do that, if I continue to move towards my higher self, the, the money, the abundance, the rest of it will come into place and into clarity. Yeah, I love that perspective. And that's actually, like, I'm sure I've heard different versions of that, but it was just so powerful how you said it of like, I can always find ways to create more money, but I can't find ways to create more time. Right. And that is so incredibly valuable and such a really beautiful download because that does inform the actions we're taking. And for you and your story, and thank you for sharing your story, it was about what you were prioritizing. And again, trust comes so much into play because getting that bartending job for you, having that be a means to an end would be a lack of trust that it is going to happen through the way that feels best for you. And maybe it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to have a little side gig to feel more comfortable with your finances. But if you ask yourself, like, what do I really want in terms of these different resources that are available to me for you to follow your truth of like, it's more important to me to have freedom through my day. And I trust that all of the support and resources will eventually find me sooner rather than later when I am in the state of this is what I'm meant to be doing right now. Like that trust is, like you said, that is the um, manifestation and the end point of all of this work that you've been doing that I love, I love that you said trust muscle, all of these different choices you've made in your life to lead up to this point where you are trusting in the divine unfolding. And as long as for you, you are feeling good in that process and following what is inspiring to you and asking yourself those questions, doing that introspection and really taking that divine pause instead of just acting out of lack or acting out of fear or acting out of doubt, taking that moment to really ask yourself those hard questions, going back to like, what's beneath this fear, what actions really do truly feel good to me, one versus the other. That is where the miracle happens. And where like, I just know for a fact that in you having this practice of asking yourself these questions and following what feels good everything is going to pour into you. Everything is going to flow into your life from a place of 
ease and joy when you are in that energy. Does that make sense? 100%. And and that's exactly what it was every single time. It was, that was the thing that went through my head was, well, why is it that I feel the need to get another job? And it was because obviously what's, even though I wasn't consciously thinking it, this is what we want to encourage you guys to start thinking that underneath that, there would have to be a belief that I can't make money doing what I'm doing. If I feel the need to go back to my consulting job to get a job on the side or to even to bartend or do something like that, there if I did that, it would have to be because I didn't believe that all the action that I'm taking and doing, you know, following my true light and purpose wasn't going to make money. And right. so it's the perfect, wow, look at us. I feel like we're probably right on time too. It's the perfect tie of what we started this conversation with money. And then, you know, what we've talked about in this last 20 minutes or so on purpose and vision and following your own light of that's that, that's the dance right there. Yeah. And I think too, that what I would love to end on is that, and I just love that we always come full circle with these topics. So what I would love to end on is don't be afraid to take that divine pause. And instead of just taking action because you think you have to, because maybe you're down to the wire and you're feeling like you just have to take an action, um, really sitting in that divine pause and allowing yourself that space to think of the different, you know, basically just to, to be in your emotions and to recognize and, and do that introspection of, again, what do I want? What does this mean for me? What's beneath this fear? What's beneath this doubt? And really getting in there with yourself, kind of taking a soul dive. That is what will unveil these different options to you. And I'm being given the vision of like these different doors opening. So when you don't take that pause, you may only see two choices Mm. of like, here's a of like, you know, maybe taking this action and here's B taking this action they both come with their pros and cons and they both have, um, you know, positives and negatives. But when you take that pause, that starts opening other doors and other options and other pathways for you to take that are even higher and even more of your divine pathway of what you're meant to be doing and what feels good to you. Right. So when you open that space for yourself and one of my favorite things that I love to do is to literally just lay on the floor and just literally for like an hour or two and just be and talk to myself and talk to the universe, maybe write some things down. And from that place, nine times out of 10, that is the only energy that will bring forth those other options and those other inspired ideas, which are for a greater good for you and for the collective. Thank you so much for that. It was like so perfectly said. And I love how you described it with the doors and the other way that I'll, I like to say that is like a multiple choice question. And so often with <laughs> our careers and with our work in the world, we have been conditioned and programmed into believing that we have multiple choice and maybe some of yeah. more options than others. Finite. But right. So like, you know, even with like Chrissy and I shared earlier that we came from households that had, I think most of us did because our parents told us then, and, and they existed in a world where you needed to get a paycheck. You needed to be on a payroll and it needed to be consistent. And that's how you, you know, succeed in the world. And so, 
and already even that is narrowing down you know, smaller and smaller, the multiple choice options. So we're tricked into believe. And then so many of us, you know, you need to be doing something that requires a college degree or even a master's degree or a doctorate, you know, different of us have things about lawyers, doctors, right? Like these high paying (laughs) professions. So that narrows down the field even smaller. And then, you know, we've peeled back the curtain and all of a sudden you realize if you were to live your life based on your programming, you really don't, which most of us are until you're not, until you decide not to, you really are only looking with and working with a few options here. And so what Chrissy just said so beautifully is that you're not living your choice of work and purpose and mission in the world is not coming off of a multiple choice list. You can literally do anything, but as long as we are living in the way where we're go, go, going you can only see the narrow view. So it really does take that divine pause of stepping back and feeling into who you really are and what you really want to do and opening yourself up to be surprised, opening yourself up to let some magic happen in your life. That's when, you know, we really start to develop that vision that is your life. Yeah, it's not multiple choice. It's open-ended. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yay. Once again, <laughs> we've entered the, the we've entered the time portal again. And it's so good. <laughs> what time is it? I can't tell. I think we've been an hour. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So perfect. So good. So tell us again uh, so where we can connect with you and how people can work with you. Tell us all of that again. I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can meet you. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah. So again, I'm Chrissy D. I hang out most on Instagram. That is my platform of choice. And I am at the Chrissy D and D is spelled D-E-E. And um, my website is ChrissyD.com. Um, you can, I have, you know, spaces open for one-on-one that is of course, soul and business coaching for light workers and healers, really anybody who specifically identifies as somebody who uses spiritual tools like astrology and tarot readings, or even just like I mentioned before, you know, spiritual awakening coaches, spiritual guides and teachers and content creators. That is my favorite person to support. And I almost always have a little bit of room in one-on-one. I offer an intensive as well and actually have a mastermind that's open right now Mm. as well. And um, so, yeah, there's always ways to work with me. And I also have tons of really wonderful free content on my Instagram and I run, you know, workshops and, and things like that on the regular. So I'm always hanging out, offering some sort of value, offering some inspiration, and I would love to connect with you. Yay. Awesome. I definitely know that that people will be doing that because it's just, yeah, there's no, not, not enough we can say about this kind of conversation. And especially, I just want to make my special plug for Chrissy, in that, you know, we started this conversation by saying how there is a lot of information out there that kind of makes you feel like you have to do it a certain way. So you'll go to this, you know, you'll see this spiritual teacher and they'll say, this is what you do to manifest your life. This is what you do. And anytime that anyone's saying that it's a red flag. And so what I really appreciate about Chrissy is that she's empowering you to do what you're uniquely here to do. And that is always, always what I hope anybody is looking out for. And I can't recommend enough that, that people turn to you for advice on all the things like we've been talking about. 
Oh, thank you so much, Paige. I appreciate that so much. It hits me right in the heart chakra. Yay. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige, and I am so grateful to play even the smallest role in your journey to living a more authentic, more aligned, more wild and free life. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you next time.